Ever feel like you're getting the runaround at a repair shop or even worse, your vehicle is held hostage for days at a dealership? We've all been there at some point. That's what makes Oak Knoll Automotive a different kind of repair shop. At Oak Knoll Automotive, you'll get fast and affordable auto service every time. This is why car, truck, and fleet owners choose Oak Knoll Automotive. Oak Knoll certified technicians will ensure fast turnaround on diagnostics and repairs. Google Oak Knoll Automotive today. The Todd and Oz Show is live. Get in on the conversation at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Todd and Oz. 705 here on the Todd and Oz Show. Yeah, you can join us at 512-836-0590. One of our uh, quick traffic spotters out there just to send us a text message. Rack at southbound 183 at Duval. Thank 183 you very much. Duval, southbound 183. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right, uh, listen, uh, you could join us too at 512-836-0590. Lawmakers are sounding the alarms over a national security threat facing the country, but the nature of the threat remains classified. As some sources have told Fox News Digital that, uh, that the concern that Russia may have the capabilities with nuclear weapons from space. The House Intel Chair Mike Turner is calling on President Biden to de- declassify all information relating to this threat so that Congress, the administration, and our allies can openly discuss the actions necessary to respond to this threat. It's possible this information was collected using FISA Section 702, which the House was going to vote to reauthorize this week with amendments until Speaker Johnson pulled it from the floor yesterday. If that is what is happening, it would also violate a 1967 nuclear treaty covering nukes in space. The uh, ranking member of the Intelligence Committee, Mr. Jim Hines, a Democrat from Connecticut, he broke with the chairman, uh, Mike Turner's comment, saying that this issue was not urgent and there's no need to panic. And top intelligence officials from uh, the Capitol uh, are set to meet with U.S. Uh, National uh, Security Advisor Jake Sullivan later today to talk about uh, some of these details. Yeah, Fox, according to Fox News, uh, you know, they, they said that the, the notice talked about an urgent matter with regard to a destabilizing foreign military capability that should be known by all mm. policymakers. And then there was another source that said, well, this is a threat concerning Russian capability. And then a Pentagon source said it's related to space. So you put all this together. But if it's, if it's not a, an immediate pressing threat, then that would, that would tell me that Russia doesn't have the capability yet, probably. Something tells me that this is just more propaganda, trying to encourage House Republicans to say yes to a, a Ukraine aid package. Yeah. Right? That would make a lot of sense. Right? It really would. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that, they've, they've really been pushing or, and guilting everybody into this or, Ukraine Or thing. maybe a way to say that, you know, Vladimir Putin's an uber bad guy, right? Remember, he's still a bad guy. You know, after that Tucker Carlson interview, maybe they want to paint him as, you know, he's the bad guy. Remember, he's the enemy. Well, right? they, they definitely want to do everything they can to, uh, to damage any sort of credibility that he may have. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems that, though, uh, over the past couple of years, all these conspiracy theories and the CIA and the monitoring of Trump family members back in 2016 and Jesse Smollett and all of these things, um, you know, these conspiracy theories turn out to be spoiler alerts. And we often learn that our government has lied or tricked us. We do, uh, we do learn that far too often. Democrat have. and Republican. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, let's go to uh, Westlake and Jay. Jay's on the Todd and Oz show this morning. Jay. Yeah, guys. You know, Todd, you kind of stole my thunder. But there, there's three things going on here. And I'll start with this. First, no one should believe anything the U.S. intel apparatus says anymore. 
they've completely lost all their credibility. They are a completely political operation. So now that that's out of the way, there's three things happening. Number one, this is PR control over the Tucker Carlson interview for the right wing of the Republican Party. This is a way to neutralize the sentiments that are coming out of that yeah. positive interview. Number two, FISA is coming up for renewal. That's right. uh, Johnson and Republicans have, have said pretty out loud now that they have no intention of renewing it. That's the correct decision. It should never be renewed. It's That's been right. violated and breached by Democrats. It, it has been used for political purposes against many, many Americans and should never be renewed. And three, this PR stunt is designed by the Intel apparatus, is designed to create funding pressure against Republicans who publicly stated they will not bring the Senate bill of Ukraine funding up for passage. And so yep. that's all this is. And people just need to be aware of what their government is doing and how much they are lying to them in the form of PR. It's a good point, Jay. Yeah. Uh, you know, to be honest, we may, we should probably be more concerned about Iran inching closer and closer to their nuclear weapons. Right. Yeah. 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 And, 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 and not to mention. Uh, it's so rich to hear that uh, the NSA's uh, Jake Benghazi Sullivan is going to be giving a briefing later today on this issue. Yeah, yeah. we'll know? see what spin he has to yeah. put on it. Jay, thanks, man. I appreciate you checking in. It is uh, seven ten uh, here at KLBJ. You could join us at five one two eight three six zero five ninety. A Kansas uh, Chiefs fan. Uh, who tackled an alleged gunman at the scene of that shooting at the team's Super Bowl victory parade yesterday afternoon, says that man was fighting the whole time as I'm they sure were detaining was. him. Paul Contreras, along with uh, another good Samaritan, helped subdue the alleged uh, assailant before law enforcement uh, showed up on the scene. Police have detained three people uh, following this shooting in Kansas City, left one person dead, 22 others injured. Several of them are uh, children with gunshot wounds. Uh, to be honest, this is, you know, this is Kansas City. You know, this is Detroit. This is Chicago, right? So, I mean, it's not uncommon to have a, a shooting in Kansas City. And the way this is starting to look to me, and this is, and I may be completely wrong, this is just my gut reaction, that this was uh, just three, uh, three ne'er-do-wells with guns and maybe a drug deal gone bad at a Super Bowl party. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah. We're not seeing the pictures of these guys, are we? No, they're definitely not showing those. Yeah, because uh, it doesn't fit a narrative, that's does right. it? Yeah. yeah. And there was no AR-15 involved. It was all well, handguns. I, you'd, I mean, I, I would assume so, right? You, you're not, you're not going to be walking through a crowd with a, with a, a rifle and no. and no one see it. No, no, no. They're not even talking about the weapons. No. Well, what, the, uh, Paul Contreras, who was uh, subdued to tackle this guy, he says he, he did see a handgun fall out of the guy's jacket. He was wearing a, a long jacket, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, of course, it once again, you know, it's brought, it roared the whole gun control issue right back to life. And uh, people are... Very, very passionate over it. It's I've seen it all over Twitter. It's the guns. It's not the people. It's the guns. Oh, I, I, we're getting to that point now in the, in the debate with some people. Yeah. Well, well, we'll just stay tuned, right? Mm -hmm. Now, um, a bit of an interview with a local reporter on the scene. Let's take a listen. <laughs> there was so much gunfire there. You could barely hear it, actually. And then you see the, you know, the crowd just scatter. It's just so tragic, you know. And and it, and what it really could have it could have been something as simple as uh, you know a few guys getting an argument with a few other guys. Uh, they decide we're just going to shoot at these guys. 
They uh, obviously not trained marksmen, and their bullets fly everywhere, hit random people, kill a poor mother of two DJ there. In, in, uh, Sounds like a very Kansas similar City. shooting like we had on Six Streets. Mm-hmm. The gangs encountered each other, right? That's right. Bullets start flying, that sort of thing. That's right. And I'll tell you, guys that do that, they don't follow gun laws, much less any other law. No, 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 nothing like that. 717 here on the Todd and Oz Show. You could join us at 512-836-0590. Wes is checking in from Maynard this morning. Wes, what's on your mind? Good morning, guys. Yes, sir. Well, uh, you guys were talking about the narrative. You know, um, I noticed the same thing that, you know, we haven't seen uh, mug shots or really any information about the shooters at the Kansas City Parade, but uh, I would bet that if it was a white male, uh, we would have known within the first few hours of the incident. It would have been all over the news. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty obvious. That's kind of a given uh, in today's media, right? Yeah, it, it doesn't quite fit the narrative right now, does it? Yeah, I got what you're saying. Yeah. Thank you, Wes. Uh, yeah, we do have more on the uh, the shooting there at the Super Bowl parade in Kansas City on our website at newsradioklbj.com. There's an electoral college scholar that is uh, talking with Fox News Digital about the uh, well the uh, the surge of illegal immigrants coming into our country mm-hmm. and the effect it could have on the electoral college and the voting process. Yeah, so uh, it, it really could significantly impact the state's representation in the House of Representatives, the electoral college. It was it was January 21. Joe Biden signed the executive order requiring the U.S. Census Bureau to factor in everybody including those who are not citizens of the United States as part of the, the, the calculated or calculation of the population. And so that's the apportionment of House seats and, and the electoral votes for presidential elections really could be swayed as people continue pouring over, this, over the border, yeah. as this administration continues to allow that to happen. Uh, Mark Krikorian, he's the executive director of the Center for Immigration Studies, he says illegal immigration has all kinds of effects, and among them is that it distorts the mechanics of democratic government. Mm. Illegal immigrants aren't even supposed to be here, so their inclusion in the census count for, uh, for purposes of apportionment really is outrageous. And I would uh, 100% agree with that. that. No one should be counted in the census as, as, a, as a number of U.S. citizens if they're not a U.S. citizen. That's, I mean, that's basic common sense, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So that, that's what makes these, these things so infuriating. But, you know, you, you look at how Biden is just allowed. He, he signed the executive order in 21. He's allowed it just to continue to pour over, what, n- about 9 million or so now that have poured mm-hmm. over under his term? Well, that certainly is going to benefit somebody, and it's going to be on his side of the aisle. It's more than just turning Texas blue. It's more than just uh, getting voters, isn't it? It's 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 changing the dynamics of uh, the demographics of our country. Now, there's another nefarious side, uh, side of this as well. Uh, well, let me throw this this poll question out there because a lot of people are talking about you know what kind of uh, blanket amnesty, what kind of deportation for this almost nine million illegal immigrants. No, what are they going to do two, three, four, five years from now? Yeah. Is there going to be a proposal for blanket amnesty? I'm sure the left would 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 want that and and, and try to try to get that. And, uh, and some people in our nation's capital are, are saying, you know what? If you decide to serve this country in the military, then you should earn, be able to earn citizenship. And I want to throw that out there as a poll question. If someone comes to this country illegally and they, uh, they, 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 they commit to four years of serving this nation uh, in, the, in our armed forces, is that, is that worthy to, be, uh, be, to become a, an American citizen? Uh, jump in here. At 512-836-0590. Just curious what, uh, you know, the general public thinks about that as an avenue for uh, citizenship. 
512-836-0590. Sounds dangerous to me. Me too. Me too. Because, and let me explain this, because we've had probably over the past couple of years, maybe 30,000 plus military age Chinese men coming into our country for some reason. Lots of military age men among these uh, 9 million illegals. We currently have uh, 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 an armed forces, you know, uh, the Air Force, the Marines, the Army, all struggling with recruitment numbers. And there's already talk in our nation's capital of giving citizenship to illegal aliens if they commit to military service. And I'm just curious about that because what do you think about that, especially you folks that have actually served in our nation's military? Is that a good idea? Because to me, it sounds dangerous in 2024. May have been a great idea in the 60s or the 70s. But in 2024, I'm not sure we want 100,000, 200,000, 500,000 members of our armed forces that are not in love with the American values, the Constitution, our freedoms, the First Amendment, the Second Amendment. And if what is on the line is citizenship, you're more likely as a soldier to follow an unlawful order. I mean, what if in the future, 10 years from now, our military says, you know what? Words is violence. We got to go round up some people for uh, their First Amendment. They violated it. Or maybe we need to go confiscate some guns. There will be members of the military that would play along with an unlawful order on that front. Most of the military would say, hell no, we're not doing that. Mm -hmm. It would divide the military. But if you're a new citizen in this country and your path to citizenship is the armed services, you would probably follow an unlawful order, especially if you came from a country that does not value free speech and the right to bear arms. Well, certainly if you did It's didn't... not something you're willing to die for the way we are. Yeah, well, certainly uh, that, I, I, that's a possibility. I mean, uh, train, train and killers with no, uh, no real allegiance to the nation that they're, they're now being given citizenship to. Tommy is in North Austin this morning. Tommy, good morning. Morning, guys. How you doing? Um, I have heard that same thing, which you said is that's part of the plan, is bringing a bunch of illegals, conscript them into the armed forces, and then they'll turn on the, 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 the law-abiding citizens. That's not a far-fetched plan. Uh, you know, as far as stopping illegal immigration, if, you really, if the politicians really wanted to do it, they could implement a multi-step process. Uh, once first step is close the borders, put up a wall, and you take drastic measures, no one gets across. No one. The second thing is, I think this would be the most important, is it's going to sound heartless, but you cut off all the free stuff. What I mean, what I mean by that is no free housing, no free health care, no EBT cards, no free education, uh, no free cell phones. For, if you get hurt and you have to go to the hospital, you have to pay for that out-of-pocket first before you get treatment. And the third thing I would do is if you're here working illegally and you want to send money back to your country, you go to Western Union or whatever, tax that at 50%. Mm. I, I submit to you, if we, if we build a wall and let no one across by any means necessary, and more importantly, cut off the free stuff, they'll self-deport. Mm. What do y'all thoughts on that? I, no, I agree with you. If they got no means, yeah, they'll self-deport. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it, it, certainly the, the argument is there. If you take away all the freebies and all the in, in incentives that are drawing so many people. Yeah. Yeah. Some people would probably leave. I just got a text message from a friend that says immigrants have more love for this country than a, a lot of people that live here. Yeah, I agree with that. No doubt about I it. I agree with that 100%. Not talking about them, though. Yeah. 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 You know, you know they, they, those are not those, those are the ones that, that could be very well impacted by, you know, 
the wrong decision with uh, you know giving citizenship by military service. Sure, let me squeeze in, uh, Bill. Bill, good morning on the Todd and Oz show. Y'all were talking about the military turning against the citizenry of this country. I can tell you from military experience, the armed citizenry of this country would kick our military's butt in a heartbeat. Mm. Maybe so. Well, we, maybe so. I, I just don't want to get to that point. I think we no. should do our best. No, to I don't that. either. Yeah, but they would. They, I mean, you look at what they did with some poorly armed and poorly trained people in Iraq and in Afghanistan. <laughs> they couldn't even take care of that situation very well. And you're talking about um, what a million and a half people in our military and and reserves against. I mean, just. The, yeah. the state of Texas alone. Now, I got you. I hear what you're saying, Jeff. Thank you, man. Thanks for checking in, Bill. 733, Todd Jeffries, Patrick Osborne, and you at 512-836-0590. What a tragic scene there at the parade for the Kansas City Chiefs. Three days after winning the Super Bowl in uh, overtime victory. Uh, players with the Kansas City Chiefs reacting with some sadness uh, and thoughts for the victims. After a shooting near their victory celebration left 22 shots, including one person who has died. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get a full report on the story. Here is uh, reporter Pamela Fur. 28 people were injured altogether. 22 of those were shot, and at least nine of those were children. Kansas City radio station KKFI says one of its DJs, Lisa Lopez, died in that shooting. Kansas City Police Chief Stacy Graves. Three persons detained and under investigation for today's incident. Now, investigators are reviewing videos and asking for any the public might have that could help in the investigation. Homeland Security, the FBI, and ATF are assisting. Parades, rallies, schools, movies. It seems like almost nothing is safe. And we had hundreds of law enforcement there working hard today. Mayor Quentin Lucas. I'm heartbroken. First of all, I'm praying for the victims and the family's impact. I start with them. Um, I'm incredibly upset, disappointed. I was there with my wife. I was there with my mother. Uh, We never would have thought that we, along with Chiefs players, along with fans, hundreds of thousands of people, would be forced to run for our safety today. Schools in Kansas City were closed so that kids could attend this parade for the Super Bowl champs. Lucas says the threat of mass shootings is becoming a regular concern in large crowds. We had over 800 officers there, staffed, situated all around Union Station today. We had security in in any number of places, eyes on top of buildings and beyond. And there still is a risk to people. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs issued a statement of support and prayers for the victims. We're told they were all on buses after the parade when the shots were fired. I'm Pamela Fur. All right, there you go. 735. You could jump in at 512-836-0590. Do we, we have some mug shots yet? Do we know anything about these three suspects that are uh, currently being held? Usually we know something about them by now. Uh, I've not really heard any anything yeah. about them at all. Sir, I've not seen any mug shots, no. Well, uh, the true hero here in this story is uh, Paul Contreras. He tackled one of the armed shooters at that Chiefs victory parade and held him on the ground uh, along with another man until police arrived. And, well, uh, here's uh, his version of the story as to what happened. One guy was hollering, saying, you know, stop him or catch him, you know, tackle him, whatever. And he's 
just just bailing running. And out of nowhere, I heard that guy hollering, so I'm just like, okay, well, I'm right here, and I just, I didn't think about it. It was just a reaction. I didn't hesitate. It was just, just do it. So I went to go tackle him, and another gentleman did the same thing. And as I'm tackling him, I see his weapon either fall out of his hand or out of his sleeve because he was wearing a long jacket or like a Carhartt. So when I seen that hit the ground, I'm like, oh, you know, we got to take this guy down. And so, like I said, I did, and another good Samaritan did, and we held him down. And it seemed like forever, but it probably was. It was like 30 seconds holding him down, and me and the other gentleman are hollering at ongoers, you know, where's the cops? Yeah. Where's, you know, get the cops over here, get the cops over here, you know. We got him. Yeah, there you go. That's uh, Paul Contreras, a Kansas City Chiefs fan that tackled one of the suspects. Had been wild. And, you know, you heard how many cops there. I think the FBI had a presence there. I mean, you know, they were everywhere. And, and it just goes to show you, you know, these things can still happen. I mean, I, I, it sounds to me like the cops responded very quickly and, uh, you know, tried to get things back under control as, as quickly as possible. This sounds like to me just a typical gang banging BS. Yeah. We're two uh, rival enemies uh, saw each other at an event, just like some of the shootings we have on Sixth Street. Uh, that's the only thing I can think of because you know they uh, the police aren't talking saying much more, right? I mean, if it was a if it was a sixty year old white guy mad at the government, he we'd know about that. Oh, his, that's right. His face would be all right. over the place by now, I mean, and we would have the motive for it by now and all that stuff. But I mean, they still say we don't have a motive. You know, publicly they're saying we don't have a motive for this. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I, I to me that's what it feels like. You know, just some guys that pulled guns and started shooting, and they weren't good shots, and they hit hit all the wrong people. Uh, you know, including this this poor mother of two, radio DJ there in Kansas City. Those kids yeah. that were shot. You know, there, I think they were told about thirty people that were injured. Uh, not not all those injuries were from gunshot wounds. But, you know, some people walked themselves into hospitals after they got trampled and stuff. Like sure, that. sure. There's it was a massive crowd. People yeah. get hurt whenever a massive crowd moves like that. People fall down, get trampled, and. Mm. Yeah, and they, you know, and, and you heard too that the kids had the day off of school so they could attend. It was a big deal, big celebration. And these clowns had to ruin it for everybody. Every, that was a massive crowd, and they all had to disperse. Somebody should get Paul Contreras some season tickets, no right? Kid, right? I mean, I would think so, right? Yeah, I, I think he's earned it. He's earned it. He's, he's a, it, it was a, a, a heroic thing he did. Yeah. All right, listen, uh, you can join us, too, at 512-836-0590 here on the Todd and Oz Show. Have you noticed uh, increased traffic on uh, 130 lately? Well, there's a report that says, yeah, there's been uh, an increase in traffic by at least maybe uh, 10% or more. Yeah, uh, we've got, uh, it's from the SH-130 Concession Company, and uh, they they say 10% increase for 2023. That, that's, I think that's, that's cars and big rigs. A lot of new homes out there, new subdivisions. We knew this was going to happen, right? right? Yeah. Now, one of the things I, I noticed here too was that crashes have actually decreased uh, as the tra- as the traffic has increased, and they say it's twenty five crashes per one hundred million vehicle miles traveled, which sounds pretty good. I think that's the lowest that they've gotten, uh, you know, that that percentage to since in almost a decade, if not around a decade. Yeah. But I definitely have seen uh, a lot more. Of, uh, of of these cars on the roadway. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting because SH-130 is being talked about by uh, a lot of people about being a, a corridor for testing autonomous vehicles. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. There is a company that would like to invest about $20 million to turn it into a kind of a testing ground for autonomous vehicles. I don't know what people that, you know, if you drive 130 every day, you may not like that idea. 
Yeah, it's a, a company, Fiberlite LLC. Is there, they're out. They're out of Atlanta, mm-hmm. and and they want to invest it. And and uh, they, as they have said, turn it into the modern day digital Route 66, as it were, America's new highway. Yeah, which I'm not sure it would ever be that iconic, but. Uh, you know, they invest all that money for the software upgrades, so uh, you'd have these, I, I can't remember what the acronyms stand for, but they're called PINs, yeah. and the PINs could communicate with your autonomous car, and you just sit so there can, and eat a cheeseburger. So the cars can talk to each yeah. other. The way they don't hit each other. That's right. Yes. You don't want that. No. I think we're a long way away, though, from, from having that sort of infrastructure. But, uh, yeah, jump in here, 512-836-0590. Let me go ahead and squeeze in Billy, checking in from uh, the Driftwood area this morning. Billy, good morning. Morning, guys. Listen, when you join the military or the sheriff's department, you've got to take an oath to preserve and protect the Constitution and the laws of this country. How in the world do we allow the the privilege of of serving this country to somebody whose first act is breaking the laws of this country? How do do we even consider that? So you're, you're... your concerns are well taken. Um, my hope has always been that, that the people that rise to the level of leadership in the marshal services, whether it be military or, or law enforcement, are going to be the kind of thinking people with good morals that are going to defy an unlawful order. But when you're incentivizing people to break the law, you make it part of their culture, you make it about money, they, we're, we're paying people to break our laws now. Mm-hmm. And it should, how does that even happen? Yeah. Uh, so the, the, they shouldn't allow, of course, illegal aliens to become part of it. Uh, pathway to citizenship, my butt. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's, that's not what it's about. It's about bringing more liberal voters into this country and, you know, and paying them to do it. And, and that's just part of their overall strategy. Yeah. Which is, which, again, is just a big old lie. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. But when you think about uh, that period after COVID when they forced so many mandates on us and how some uh, some political leaders and figureheads said that you shouldn't even treat somebody in a hospital if they don't have uh, have the jab, that sort of thing, mm-hmm. the tyranny was, was loud and clear. Yes, it and was. And very frightening, right? Mm-hmm. Right? They, still were, they were still letting people on the, you know, come across the border, though. 47 here on the Todd and I show. Jump in here at 512-836-0590. Former Austin City Councilman Greg Kassar has unveiled a bill that he calls Connect the Grid Act. Kassar says Texas should not be allowed to operate its own independent power grid. And, well, he says uh, doing so also deprives other states of power generation that they need. It's time for us to break up with blackouts. We could have kept millions of people out of these mass power outages if we connect the Texas grid to the rest of the country. What's he talking about? Well, of course, he's he's there. He's referencing to uh, Winter Storm Uri. Oh, okay. It was a massive storm. Yeah. If, if you weren't here then, uh, yeah, we, we lost power for days. The whole state did. It was uh, one of the coldest I've ever seen it here. We had snow everywhere. And- yeah. And the reason that those other states needed power is because they put so much into solar and wind. And when it's cold and icy and rainy and cloudy... Solar and wind sucks. Mm, it it really just work. doesn't work. You need some good old-fashioned LNG. You need some natural gas is what you need. Or some nuke power. I love that. Yeah. Now you're talking my language. Now, one of the things that really bothers me about Kassar's proposal here is he's like, all right, we'll link you up east and west, and then your your solar, your wind, and you have any excess generation there. 
and sell it off to other states. Well, why not? Why not just keep it for us? Yeah. Right? I mean, do we not need occasionally some excess power? You think, right? I, I would think. So. See that further proof to me. Greg Sauer is not working for the people of Texas. No, 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 no. Hang on a second. And it was actually when I was trudging through the snow one night that we got the news that Governor Abbott was going on national television to talk about the storm to blame wind turbines before the grids <laughs> collapse. <laughs> wind turbines. Going on national you television moron. to talk about the storm to blame wind turbines yeah, 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 that's before a, the grids that, collapse. That guy's pretending to be a power expert, an energy grid expert. What he's talking about, the wind turbines. This is sad. <laughs> <laughs> There's a man that doesn't inspire confidence when he speaks. No. I think he sits to pee. Well, listen, um, it would be, I don't know, how much would that cost? How long would that take? Decade plus? Maybe a trillion dollars? What would that do to your energy bill? If Gregorio gets his way, and he's not, if Gregorio gets his way... Your electric bill will skyrocket and you will experience rolling blackouts that you've never experienced before, just like in California. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, he's, it's really kind of slimy what he's doing, you know, as he takes the deaths of 200 plus people in the state of Texas in 2021 from that storm. And, and he's, you know, using them, which I guess that's what politicians do, right? They, they take tragedies and they use them for their own political gain. Sure. But that's all he's doing here. Don't, don't ever be convinced that Greg Kassar cares about the 200 plus people that die. He just wants to pass a bill that strips Texas of a little bit more of its state's rights. Well, we should also uh, point out uh, among those 249, I think it was, that died in that storm, so. that yeah. winter storm, most of them, I would say 99% were homeless people sleeping on the streets of Austin, Texas. As part of his policies uh, when he was uh, a mayor of Austin, city My council. My name is Gregorio Eduardo Casar, and I'm proud to be your council member. Woo! He's trudging through the snow to rescue and save everybody, and that's what he's trying to do here, Todd. He's just yeah. trying to save us from. It's time you know, for us that. to break up with blackouts. We could have kept millions of people out of these mass power outages if we connect the Texas grid to the rest of the country. Yeah, that's what he said. And it was actually when I was trudging actually. through the snow one night that we got the news that Governor Abbott was going on national television to talk about the storm, to blame wind turbines before <laughs> the grids yeah. collapse. There collapse. you go. Damn old wind turbines. There you go. He likes his hyperbole. I guess so. Yeah. And uh, yeah, jump in at 512-836-0590. And listen, the Austin City Council today will be discussing uh, artificial intelligence. It's a big deal. And being a high-tech city, this is something that uh, I would think that our city council and political leaders uh, should be at least have some level of knowledge of, right? Absolutely. Right? I mean, you're yes. regulating, you're working with these businesses. Council child Vanessa Fuentes, she tells KXAN her resolution would have the city manager create new guidelines and expectations on how the city uses AI. Explore how the city of Austin as an employer integrates guardrails and protocols regarding integrating AI technology into the workflows of city processes and services, as well as take a look at, you know, what more can and should we be doing with this type of technology? I'm going to need a bit of a translator. Listen, I've read a lot of books and that sort of thing, but uh, what did she say? What did she say? What did she say? I don't know, and I'm actually very surprised KXAN ran with that big quote because what? 
What was the follow-up question to that? Explore how the city of Austin as an employer integrates guardrails and protocols regarding integrating AI technology into the workflows of city processes and services, as well as take a look at, you know, what more can and should we be doing with this type of technology? Wow, wow, wow. She's a, she, she's a, she's a champion at Scrabble, I bet. She's memorized a few words, strung them together, and I bet she doesn't know what she's talking about just then. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, we're all in agreement then. I'm glad we can all, uh, you know, share that collectively. I think what she's trying to say. Okay, this will be good. You, okay, we're guessing now. Go ahead. I think. All right. So I, I know I'm, I'm looking at the uh, council resolution here, and, and it makes mention of uh, providing guidance for transparent and ethical citywide artificial intelligence guidelines, accountability strategies, and workforce considerations. So. I think uh, she's trying to figure out how they can implement certain policies, uh, AI, uh, at City Hall without hurting the workforce, people losing their jobs, and and also dictating sort of how AI can be used at City Hall. I'm trying here, you know. I, she she's not helping. <laughs> With that word salad, but man, you know, I oh, think man. that's what she's trying to get. Hang at. on a second. Here she is again. She has more to say. Um, you had, you, you, you could, you do, you, you want, you, you could do so. You, you do, you could, you, you want, you want. The University of Texas recently declared a the year of AI this year. South by is around the corner. They have a lot of panel and conversations around AI. So this is an area where the city of Austin stands to lead when it comes to artificial intelligence. Well, listen, young lady, you, you might want to schedule yourself to go to some of those uh, conferences and, and listen to some of those experts on maybe you could learn what you're talking about there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, I think she needs to we gotta she call, needs to go back to class on that. We gotta call Kamala to translate that. <laughs> Only Kamala can translate that, right? The Todd and Oz Show, weekday mornings 5 to 10 on News Radio KLBJ. Dr. Mark Malone from Advanced Pain Care on how the spinal cord stimulator blocks pain signals, bringing patients relief at last. Spinal stimulation is an implantable device consisting of two tiny wires connected to a battery that are placed alongside the spine. These wires emit a tiny electronic signal that blocks the pain signal that travels on nerves. Advanced Pain Care. 512-244-4272 or online austinpaindoctor.com.